Hey, 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 it's Butler. It's that Butler time again. You know what time it is. You know what fucking time it is. How's everyone doing? It's the holidays, guys. The holidays. You know, it honestly feels like a days. Just so much going on and beautiful time with the family and you know, everyone's happy during the holidays. And a lot of people are in the days. Whether it's uh, family, love days, or a lot of boys like to drink excessively. A lot of kids coming back from college, you know, on that break, and they're feeling good about themselves. They're feeling, uh, they've seen, they've seen the world now. And they'll start drinking in front of their family. Doing um, doing beer bongs in front of their parents and making videos when the parents in the background looking shocked, like I created this monster. And uh, I'm drinking coffee, not no alcohol here for me. Um, and then you know people come back from college. I remember those times you try to. Maybe text a girl that you didn't have the confidence to talk to in high school. You're feeling all good about yourself. And it failed for me, but I know for some people it was a move that worked. It still works. You know, a lot of, uh, I'll tell you one thing though, I came from a small town and, um, I noticed after, during college and after, I mean, we hated each other during college. I mean, during uh, high school and before then. But when we all came back and got older, it's like even the kids you hated, now you got respect for and you just like. You know, you all came from the same place. And that's what you realize is uh, you go out, you know, you go out of your element, um, out of your bubble to school, to a new city, and you kind of realize, man... Where I'm from is who I am, and they're good people, and sometimes you might even find yourself defending your hometown. Like, I I went to school in New York, and, you know, I got called a hick, being from a small town, you know. Uh, I got a lot of shit, and it, it found me, I found myself defending where I'm from for the first time ever, you know, because we're not bad people. Um, we're, we're pretty good people, you know, and, um, you have people talking shit about towns like mine, like, they don't accept gays, or, you know, they don't accept this or that, and it's, we got about 800 people at the time when I was growing up, now we got, you know, probably like 15,000, but there's just not a lot of these personalities there, so how... You know, you only know what you know. You only know your experience. And if you grow up around a certain type of people, you're not going to know these other people. And it doesn't mean you're against them. They're just not in your town. And maybe they don't move there because why would they move there? There's no other... I mean, first of all, if you're gay, you're going to move to a town that most likely has no other gay men. What the hell are you going to do? 
maybe you could settle down with a with a nice man you met in uh Chicago or the city and then you know move to the move out in the suburbs the countryside and uh start a nice family cuz you can do that but that doesn't mean they're bad people just cuz these things that they can't control aren't there it would mean they're bad people if they actually do hate these people or talk shit about them but you know it is their experience and you know what they know and I think a lot of people make comments and they don't really mean it. They just think it's, you know, they got bad humor. It's like making a fart joke or, um, you know, I think it happens on all sides of the spectrum. Um, people just goof around about the other, about people that are different than them. Um, and it's funny. We shouldn't be so sensitive about some of these things. And um, what was funny today, actually, was I was um, at a place, um, like a business complex, and they've got a lady who, um, you know, makes coffee, beverages. She's got a little stand. And um, keep these people, you know, going through the day. And um, she was an African-American lady, and usually I wouldn't say that because... Um, I did realize I used to always in the past kind of say what race the person was in a story because to me I thought it was being descriptive you know I thought it was helping paint a picture but someone brought to my attention that you know it's not relevant to the story you don't say it it almost sounds sounds a little racist and at first I was very defensive about it thinking like Oh, come on, like, I'm just, you know, I'm not being racist, I'm just being descriptive, it's, I'm a storyteller, so I like to paint the whole picture, but, you know, I kind of thought about it, and they're right, you know, I mean, you do say man or woman, you don't just say a person, but sometimes, you know, it can come across the wrong way if you say, you know, a black man, because then it's like, oh, so this only had to happened because he was a black man and it just it seemed weird but um in this story it is relevant um or else it'd be a little weird (laughs) if she wasn't so um you know and sometimes you gotta think about things you say or do and I do think we're a little too sensitive about stuff like that but there's sometimes when I you know I'm honest I'm real about myself and that one I I thought maybe I do do that too much. But anyway, um, she was the barista, and I saw they were selling these popcorns. Little bags of popcorn, uh, bagged bagged corn. And one was uh, cheese and caramel, and the other I was hoping was buttered, but it was actually just white popcorn. And the bag said plain popcorn. And I asked her, I said, is this literally got no butter it's just plain and she said well I thought she said um yep no butter no seasoning no nothing just plain and boring like you like you like it or like you guys like it and I started laughing and I was like hey come on now I'm not that white and uh she was like what I was like I'm not that white unseasoned plain and boring like like, we like it. And she was like, 
Oh, I didn't say, like, you like it. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe I'm hearing things. But, um, that I heard that. And, um, I honestly swear she said that, but maybe I was just had that in my head. But the p- point of the story was, she was like, I would never say that to some a customer. And I was like, oh, I don't care. I think it's funny. And um, she was like, oh, no, I'm glad you do. I th- I think it's pretty hilarious you said that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've I've gotten it in the past. Um, and <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was like, I find that stuff funny, you know. And that was it was a good moment where we could laugh at little jokes like that, you know, because it's not offensive. Oh, we don't like unseasoned shit. Honestly, most of the time we don't. Like I like I hate buffalo or spicy chicken or chicken wings or chicken tenders. They got to be plain for me. And I like a plain a lot of things. I like plain goldfish. Just a little weird. I like plain I literally I like plain uh chips. Just regular crinkled chips. Kettle chips. I was going to get just plain buttered popcorn. I don't, I mean, plain, plain's too plain. Literally too white and figuratively. But, um, I just thought that was funny and, uh, it was a good laugh. We had a good, you know, it was like a unity experience and it was nice to not feel so uptight about saying something like that and getting a laugh with someone about it, um... They probably thought it was a little weird, <laughs> but, uh, whatever, whatever. Uh, so what else, guys? It's that, uh, no Thanksgiving. You know, we got no, no, no nut November. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, so we got no Thanksgiving. And I hope you're not spanking it on Thanksgiving with the family around. You know, there's a lot of nieces and nephews, younger cousins around. You know, get it together, guy. What are you doing? Right now, I'm watching LeBron's homecoming in Cleveland. They made this big thing about it all week on ESPN as if this man has a challenge right now. There's no Kevin Love, as if that would matter anyway, but this is going to be a slaughter. But anyway, so yeah, I'm excited about Thanksgiving and... You know, I've kind of failed on the no spanking all month. Um, You know, I really, um, really, really am taken over by uh, some pornography at times, which I think we all are. You know, it's right on our phone. You know, sometimes I just like watching it because I think it's funny. Um, uh, Guys, I knew I wasn't going to do this, but I got to take a bite of one meatball, okay? Oh yeah. And I know I might have just triggered some of you. I might have triggered some of you to go spank it talking about meaty balls. Um But I'm excited for Thanksgiving, you know, seeing a family. I'm gonna have my daughter. She's gonna come down the Ill- the Illinois as people call it up here. <laughs> and uh it's Illinois, by the way. S is silent. 
and we're gonna have a great time. You know, I've been loving seeing my daughter. I had her a couple days ago, and um, you know, it's tough. It's tough taking care of a little kid like that. You know, they're always wanting something. There's rare moments when they're just happy, sitting there, content. But it's so creepy how much she looks and reminds me of me. You know that her, the way she sits, even like. Her face is just like mine, and it's adorable, and you can tell she adores me. You know, the way she looks and smiles at me when I be goofy. And um, I gotta say, that experience is not overrated. Having a kid is an incredible experience, and it makes you realize, you know, that kid's always your kid. You know, I used to kind of preach... That at some point, and it would be difficult, but at some point, moms got to know when to start treating their kid just like another human and not a kid anymore, you know, like a, like another human being, like let them be flawed, let them be their own thing. And I'm kind of seeing now, I'm never going to stop looking at my kid as a kid, you know, you can, you're always older, always more experienced and you can always teach them some things. Maybe their life doesn't have to be just like yours. But, um, you know, you're going to always want what's best for them. And it's going to come across the wrong way sometimes for them. Especially certain ages. When they want to be independent. But, um, it was, uh... I had such a good time, man. I was so happy. Um, I was really figuring things out, too, you know. I Just rocking her and getting her to not cry and how to put her to sleep and feed her and all that. I feel like I'm becoming an expert with it. Um, um, you know, it's, I'm blessed to have her in my life. And I can't wait till she's a little older. She can be my little buddy. Be coaching teams for her, and I know she's gonna be special and probably uh, do all the things I thought I was gonna do in my life. But you know, now I got a kid to watch too, and um, that I think that's just as good and just as responsible, honestly, to have raised a kid who did it right. Because, you know, I think a kid's upbringing makes a big difference. You know, I was fortunate enough to have a good, stable home life with supportive and nice parents. And I think that's part of the reason I'm so, some people think I'm confident, cocky, is um, I had such good support that I never felt insecure. I never felt like I didn't have a, a certain parent or parent support or role model uh, I looked up to my dad in every way I still do so, you know he is my best friend him and my brother and I really look up to them and my mom you know I love her to death she sacrificed so much for me and um, all moms do and it's you know especially when you have a kid you start realizing that and uh, makes you feel bad about some things, but you know you can only control the present and the future. So, well, really, just the present. So, um, 
but yeah, I'm. I had a great upbringing, and I think that made me a little cocky, a little confident sometimes. But that's not a bad thing. How can you say that's a bad thing? Good for my parents. Kids should feel that way. And um, they should be real about things too, but they should feel that way. Good coffee. And uh, alright, what else I got to say, guys? Um, that was just something I was thinking about with family. Um, growing up, I was not always confident, though, you know, I was honestly a weird kid. I remember I used to, um, I used to say things twice, like under my breath. I would say, you know, I'd say something and real quick, quietly, I'd say it again. I don't know where that was coming from, but I would, you know, I'd be like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Or, I love you, I love you. And it was a habit. I had a lot of bad habits. Um, And I used to eat cookies in twos. I remember when I was a fatty, I would come home from school. I had frosted blonde tips. Curly curly hair, though. You know, I used to wear black label skater hoodies. And barely skated. A little poser. Um, Osiris shoes. Actually, I never had Osiris shoes. I had some Americas. Some other, some others, but um, never DC. I thought DC was lame for some reason. But I would come home and I'd eat. Always had to be equal amount of Oreos and Chips Ahoy. And usually it had to be an even number. It had to be two and two or four and four. Sometimes I'd be fine with three and three because that equaled six. And I was weird like that. I could not just eat one more of an Oreo. I'd have to have another Chips Ahoy. And um, usually I'd have to have two more of, e- of one or each because it had to be two. And I did that, oh my God, my whole childhood. And it was, you know, it was strange. I had some strange habits. Um, then I got the hockey number 33. And I think that kind of broke, part of the reason it broke the habit. Because I started being... Kind of in the odd numbers, and realizing you know even numbers aren't you know the big shots and all that shit. Worshiping these even numbers, you know. Um, that was some of the weird weird shit I would do as a kid though. But I never had short man syndrome. I hear this about hear about this a lot. I never felt like that, man. You know, I think. I'm so delusional in a lot of ways that I just thought I was, my shortness didn't matter. Um, never did I feel like I was mean just because I was shorter. You know, doing some weird things just because I'm short. Um, and when I, I was younger, you know, I wasn't that short compared to others. I was a little pudgy. But, you know, I got some ladies back in the day. I remember having, um, I remember being addicted to having a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend for about 
15 straight years until I took a like a year or two break kind of lived my own life became myself and uh kind of thought what the hell was I doing you know serial dater as my friend Yanni would call me going back to back to back boom boom get with one lead looking for the next where you at boom now I'm with the next one now I'm looking for the next one boom got him you know and I don't know if I just needed that love for validation. Um, or I just never wanted to have a one night stand and I'd end up getting with a lady. And then I, to me, I felt like I had, you know, I was entitled to give him a chance to date him, you know, treat him right. And that comes from my mother being a good mom and telling me how to treat women. I wouldn't, I never treated women like they were just, you know, objects or just. You know, hit it or quit, hit it and quit it type of thing. Um, because, you know, I know I wouldn't like that. And, you know, if you're with someone, that means you like them. Give them a chance. Give them a chance, man. But, um, anyway. Yeah, I was kind of a serial dater. When I was real, real young, I had a, I had a, a group of friends with my friends, you know, a couple boys, and then a couple girls, and we would hang out all the time, and we would kind of just switch out who we dated. And one week I'd be with, you know, so and so, and my friend would be with the other, and then two weeks later I'd be with the other, and he'd be with so and so. And we kind of swapped out. I I think there was only one that I never technically dated. And you know, to this day, I'm pretty sure she hates me. I'm not really sure why she always hated me. But um, that's okay, you know. I'm I get a lot of even love or hate me type of thing. But uh, those were those were weird days, man. You know, it was nice though. You know, young, innocent, just. Childhood love and um, being um, curious and it was a mystery, you know. You want want to know what was really going on, how it really felt, you know. I remember we'd, um, you know, just thinking about this, I almost feel like a little, like a like a pediophile, pediophile. But um, you know, we'd be. Remember back then, you you and your friends would make out with girls in the same room, bro. Because you could only, you know, you were at your mom's house, you're hiding in one room. And you'd be, you know, make, you'd see your friends there making out, and then you two would be like, well, what are we going to do? Just sit here and watch? So you'd start making out. And then you'd start, you know, as a little boy, you don't know what to do, so you start kind of thinking, what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with my hands. And then you'd, um, you know, kind of make some more moves. See how much you could get away with. And then the girl, you know, she'd slap your hand. or, And you know, looking back, it's like, yeah, man. my, You know, two two people are right next to us. And we ain't swinging. We're about 12, 13 years old. You know, it's not the time and place for this type of thing. And especially for the first time. I was making moves like I was an expert. And I kind of feel bad about that when I think about it. Because I put... 
you know, I never did anything. I was never John Kavanaugh, you know, any anything like that, or Bill Cosby, even though I guess Kavanaugh might not even be real. But, um, yeah, um, so I got caught up in my phone, a text, I hate that. Um, but, you know, I still feel bad looking back thinking, man, I was kind of pressuring because, you know, I was so excited to get there. I had never done certain things and I wanted to experience it. And, you know, part was, in a way it was like I really liked the lady. I want, I was showing her that I respected her enough to be the one I wanted to have that, share that experience with her. But, um, I obviously wasn't that smooth about it. <laughs> And so my other friends were, you know, I was a little late bloomer in some things. Um, I remember there'd be times when a girl would, you know, come say hi to me, give me a peck on the cheek and then run away. Like we, and we were like 12, you know, we weren't that young, 13. And, um, yeah, me and this, these groups, we hung out all the time. We were best friends and kind of sad, you know, you grow apart, and I wish them the best, I hope they're doing great, um, and you know, I'm just talking about, you know, young love and those experiences, I don't know if you guys want to share any of that ever, but, um, it definitely is interesting, and, you know, it's a good thing there wasn't too much porn back then, because I would have been real out of my mind thinking of what was normal, to start out with, um, I did watch some weird shit, you know, you remember watching, like, beheading videos, I don't know how these relate, but, watching, like, snuff acts, they just have, um, disturbing videos, heads cut off, Russians cutting heads off, and men blowing their brains out, or falling off buildings, and, you know, kind of desensitized you, but, it's brutal. It's kind of strange of us to watch, but you know you got excitement from it. Um, and that's the kind of stuff you know. Parents don't know what's going on. I'm just I'm not even gonna ask my kid. You know, don't ask, don't tell. We're going by that military policy. If that I think that's an army policy. Um. But uh. Yeah, I've been a little sick lately. I was so sick the other day. I was in that mood when you just don't even want to get out of bed. You're just lying around. Like the movement you're pulling off is rolling over to one side and then the other. Checking your phone. And, uh... I'll tell you what, though. You always feel better once you shower. As hard as it is, once those muscles get that warm water on there, you get that little steam... You feel cleaner and refreshed, revived. You're almost instantly uh, cured. You feel so much better. But it's so hard to do and you just don't think of it. But yeah, I'm luckily I'm feeling much better. Um, and, you know, I had one of those experiences and sometimes this happens to me when... You know, guys, sometimes we go to pee, and um, it's kind of like when you put your thumb over a, a garden hose. 
it just starts spraying all over the place. And I'm not really sure why it happened. Something clogging the hole, but you'll start, you'll go to pee and you'll start, um, you know, throwing sidearm. You start watering a plant that's in the corner. You start, um, it's almost like a, a bad shower head that comes with your apartment. You know, it's got like one little drip coming down this way and then a power shot coming the other way. And that can be dangerous, especially in a bathroom that's not yours. And then you got to wipe it up. And, um, you know, the other day I had to pee in a water bottle. And you ever have to do that, man? That ain't fun. You kind of got to align it right, you know, because you ain't, you know, it's not a flashlight. You ain't putting the whole thing in there. Unless maybe you got one of that micro, micro things, but, um, and that's usually because you got roommates, you know, I have a roommate and, um, I couldn't wait. I had a couple Dasani water bottles, which is basically Dasani water, <laughs> and, uh, he was in the shower and I had to go, man, I got it done. And I used to have a roommate that was so depressed he wouldn't leave his room in New York. And one day I went in there and saw a line of bottles. And they were all yellow, man. And I knew what was going on. It was kind of like, uh, I forget what movie that was. When they find him watching old, oh, it's uh, Eastbound and Down, the season with the when they're on like the ESPN type show. And Guy, uh, whatever, has a... He gets kicked off the show and they find him. He has a home theater at home and he's watching clips of himself crying and uh, re-saying what he said. And all along the side, he has a bottle of his own urine. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'm glad, you know, I'm going to look forward to not having a roommate for things like that. Or a yard I could go out to or something. But, um. Um, what else we got here, man? Damn. Uh, I've also noticed in this apartment building, the way people on elevators these days, remember when we used to wait for someone with an elevator? Now we'll just rush on there. We'll just, um, man, I'll I'll get down on an elevator with door open, and this person is just almost mad at me that I'm trying to get out. It's like we're all so in our own world that, you know, you think that your your path is the only thing going on. And sometimes I find myself doing it, and that's how I know it's just everyone's doing it. I'll go the rush in too or rush out. It's like you let the people out first, man. I notice this with going into buildings, doors, people. These days are just all, they're just rushing themselves, dude. It's all about them. And you're the asshole. And that concerns me a little bit, man. I really don't like seeing that and I hope. I hope we kind of get together with that. And it's not because people are on their phones. I see these people doing it. They're just doing it. 
You know, they're just, you know, they're about that action. Like Marshawn Lynch, they're just trying to get in. You can get out whenever you want, man. You can ride this with me. You don't have, your time ain't important, you know? And uh, that sickens me to see, man. You know, we are getting selfish, but hey, you know, what are we going to do? What you going to do? I did want to ask you, anyone know why buses will just honk at you? Like, I notice buses, they'll be driving down, and nothing's happening. No one's, you know, going into their lane or about to pull out in front of them or nothing, you know, sketchy going on. They'll just honk randomly, kind of to let you know they're there. Just let them know. And uh, it drives me crazy, man. I'm a big anti-honker. You guys know I hate honking. I think, I mean, come on. Just stop honking, man. Um, but I don't know why the buses do that. I don't know why they do it. I've noticed it for a long time, though, and they do it. I've always paid attention what around me when they do it. There's no rhyme or reason. And uh, maybe we can get a bus driver in here and let us know. Um, and along with the elevator... I notice no one's using these water fountains anymore. And, man, I'll use a water fountain. I love water fountains. But we're so convinced now that, you know, this water ain't filtered. It's got, you know, vaccines in them. We're going to get autism from using the water fountain. That we'll just, um, you know, we won't use it. But it's not a big deal, you know. People's mouths aren't touching it. And even if they are, if yours is not touching it, you're good, bro. And, you know... What is this, the 80s? We still think AIDS is spreading like that? Or, you know, what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, people are weird, bro. People are really weird. But yeah, I'm a big water fountain guy. I think I might always be a big water fountain guy. I kind of anti-bubble boy. You know, I might take chances sometimes eating food off the ground or, um, you know, some chances I maybe I shouldn't, but I think it keeps keeps my uh, immune system so fresh, so fresh and so clean, clean. And other people aren't doing that, and maybe that's why they're getting the tism, the autism from these. Um, water fountains and vaccinations and such. Um, I'm not sure if we talked. I talked about it, but I saw um, Joe Theismann was at the game when uh, Alex Smith broke his leg, just like his, and it was 33 years to the day of Theismann's. Now, how weird is that? The same team, the same position. The same day? Like that? That's something that makes you think there's more going on out there. I don't know what. But that's weird, man. That's super weird. I still can't get over that. I've been saying that every single day of my life since it happened because I'm. You know, I'm not one of those it's mercury, mercury retrograde grade people, but 
something's going on. Cursed. Um, it was kind of sad to see, you know. It's always sad to watch a man's career ending like that. Uh, I also saw Condoleezza Rice. Um, sounds like a me- Mexican dish, as Dave Chappelle famously said. Well, a character of his said. She might coach the Browns. And I, you know, I'm not even against it, really. I think she's really taking, putting herself out there as a first woman and black woman to coach a team. And it's the Cleveland Browns who are a rough team to coach as is. Even if you're freaking George Bush, it'd be a tough team to coach. Um, I think. She's putting herself out there, but I think she could do it leadership-wise. And I heard she's a big fan. She knows the game. so. And, you know, I think a lot of coaches, you know, they act like they're such experts. But I think a lot of people are smart enough that if they love the game, they could get in there. I think I could. I think I could learn to be a coach, you know? I really do. I think a lot some sports I really love. You know, give me maybe a couple, a year or so on a minor league team, figure it out, and I'd be up there. But that's another thing. She'd be jumping right in. She'd need a lot, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of love from um, the staff to help her catch up. Uh, oh, Cleveland's winning by four, 28-24. That'd be awesome if they won, man. No JR Or is he JR JR's playing I think He just wants out But no K-Love um, But yeah I don't know I don't, I don't think Condoleezza Was that serious But Would be incredible man And that's You know That's coming soon That might happen Before the next uh, f- Before the first Female president To be honest Nothing wrong with that Nothing wrong with that. I don't know if you guys uh, ever um, heard that saying, the hawk is out. The hawk is out, man. It's a good one. By delivered to a man at the Pfizer Forum, the Buck Stadium. And, um, you know, I know about the hawk is out because my dad told me about it. And I asked this man, who are they playing tonight? The Bucks. And he said, I don't know. Not the Hawks, but the Hawks sure is out tonight. God damn. <laughs> and man, I was dying. Because I thought, I bet you few people got that joke. It's a Midwestern kind of urban thing to say. But, um, you know, I know about it. And I, I love when people say it, man. I feel like I'm in on the joke, you know. Um, love it. I was dying, man. <laughs> I got this zit on my head right now, though. Might be the reason I was sick and sad. It's just honestly looks like I got a red beam on my head, like a like someone's about like Jason Bourne is about to snipe me right in the dome because it's a large red dot. And I, it's been there for like over a week. It just won't go down. It won't pop. It's giant. And is that not the worst? 
when you gotta go out in public like that. You kind of put a hat on, put it, you know, put the hat brim down a little lower. Or you got a knit hat, you'll put it over it. And then that probably makes it more oily, probably makes it worse, but you don't know what to do. And this thing is ugly, man, and it hurts. But yeah, it looks like I'm about to get, you know, a little JFK action or something. Um, and Thanksgiving picks, man, I might have to try to brush my hair over it or something, you know, try to avoid it. It's kind of sad, but, you know, nothing's worse than that big obvious zit on your nose or your forehead or something like that. I saw, you know, that whole thing with Megyn Kelly and saying, you know, people can, what's wrong with a kid dressing like a, their favorite character if they are a different race? And, you know, I was thinking about it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I don't know if she was saying it's okay to use blackface when you do that or not. But I think that would be the issue. Because of where blackface, you know, it comes from, you know, like Al Jolson, the jazz singer, when he, you know, he did some eccentric racial expressions, cartoonish, you could say. And, you know, back then, I'm not sure if he was a racist. Maybe he thought he was being funny. Maybe he thought he was, um, maybe it was like, you know, almost like silent film acting. But... Uh, it comes from some bad places, so that's why people are so sensitive about it. But I don't know. Yeah, I wish I someone could clear that, fire that for me. Um, because I've seen a lot of you know black people dress up as white characters, and they're never wearing white face because it's not really that necessary to the character, especially these days. You know, we almost had Donald Glover as Spider Man and. You know, we're having a lot of different ideas of um, of characters. You know, I saw this one girl I used to work with dresses up as Harley Quinn every single year. And, you know, she's just her as Harley Quinn. She's not putting white face on. So, you know, I'm not sure if that's what she meant. But, yeah, there's nothing wrong with dressing like a, a character if you're not, you know, trying to change your race when you do it. I mean, you can try to look like look like them a little more. Maybe your hair color or something, but a wig or something like that. But um, you shouldn't just not be allowed to dress like the person. You know, it's a costume thing. Look at movies, and that's the thing. We're not casting a movie here. It's just kids having fun or people just dressing up. It's not like. You know, Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. And that was allowed. <laughs> um, and, you know, I hope you're happy. You know, I'm kind of all over the place here. But, you know, I hope you guys are being nice to people and happy during the holidays. I had, last night, I was pumping um, some air in my tires. Because, you know, in the winter, the tires gauge started getting a little screwy because of the air pressure with the cold, but I was feeling some air, and I, I tried one, one, um, you know, three-minute limit, and didn't, I couldn't figure it out, I still, 
you know, I still had the the um, alert up on my dashboard. So I went to get more, and I was one quarter short. And actually, a homeless man heard me asking. I I had like eighteen pennies, and I was asking for a quarter, and the clerk was being, you know, a little stingy. And um, I don't want to, you know. Anyway, this homeless man said, here, I'm buying a coffee. Can I get, can you give him the rest of the change so he can get a quarter? And I was so shocked, man. I was like, wow, really? And he said, yeah, you know, man, I I ran out of gas back here once, like 20 years ago. And someone helped me out. And that's what, you know, that's what it's about. And I felt like that was so nice to the man. He didn't ask. He didn't then say, well, can I get a dollar? Can I get a... If you smoke, can I get a cigarette? You know? He didn't ask anything like that. He just gave me the quarter. And then I figured it out. And um, it really made me start thinking about the holidays. And You know, I made sure to tell everyone I came across today, Happy Thanksgiving, and you and your family. And um, It's a great time of the year. But then I saw one man, and I was in Starbucks, and this man, you know, um, he didn't look too happy. His friend was on a Bluetooth, talking real loud. And he comes up, I'm waiting for my drink at the counter, and he comes up to the lady and says, Hey, can I get some half and half? And she went to say, Oh, is there not, you know, none over there on the table? The table where they keep the creamer and the sugar and everything? And he goes... Yeah, no, I just felt like coming over here and asking for half and half for fun. And she was like, oh, whoa, okay, sorry. <laughs> and I had to put my head down because I was, like, about to start laughing. And obviously this man would not have been in the mood for me laughing at him. But I was like, dude, what the, what is wrong with you, bro? Did you just really want to say that? Did you think that was hilarious? You know, you knew she was going to ask that. And why can't she ask that? She's not the only one working at the store. Maybe she thought someone else did it. Put the milk over there on me. And half and half. And yeah, so this guy was in a bad mood. And I told her, I'm sorry for that. It wasn't even me. But I hate seeing that during the holidays. You know, especially Starbucks employees working extra hours. It's more busy. They got drinks with more shit in in them more more involved and we got this asshole coming in here about his half and half appalled that it you know that he had to come up and ask for it come out but um everyone else seems to be in a joyous mood you know just you know it's kind of like on twitter and the internet you know I think it's just just because these people have a voice, you know, it's only like 500 idiots that complain about things or are outraged about things or mad and sad about things. And we act like just because they're on Twitter, it's a majority. But that's, you know, they're, they're just the loudest about it. And, you know, you should go outside and interact with real humans and realize that life is good. You know, people are happy. And everyone's getting along if you just give it a chance, you know? Don't be fighting internet personalities. Because that's usually not who someone really is anyway.
and um, that's just you know that's just what I think. That's just what I think. You know, people fighting about um, you know, people fighting about Obama and Trump and you know all this politics online. You know, people get real mad at me when I say you know all presidents suck. And they do all suck, man. If you want to be the ruler of the the free world, you're an asshole. A hundred percent. And just, you know, they're all assholes, man. We just don't pay attention as much to some. And, you know, I told someone, that what, did Obama call you? Did Obama make you a sandwich? I feel like they were a little offended by it. But I was just saying, you know, what did they do for you? What has he done for you? What is, you know, a lot of these people complaining, Trump hasn't changed their lives at all. And yeah, he, you know, he has changed some lives. For sure. But, you know, it's not, they're not really unprecedented. Um, the way he goes about it's unprecedented, for sure. But, you know, the immigration laws and everything are laws, and they've been there. It's unfortunate, and I think it's really sad, but we do have to keep, you know, got to keep tabs on who's in here because um, it can be dangerous, and it can mess up a lot of economic things. But, um, you know, I do think people should just be allowed to be here. They should be allowed to come here. Um you know, just have a better system of keeping track of them. You know, maybe make it so they don't have to freaking run over here, you know? Hide out. You know? But, um... I'll tell you what, man. What else I got here? You know, it's that cuffing season. You see a lot of girls out there looking for for a man to cuddle up with for the winter. You know, girls in the winter, they kind of just want a man to be around all the time. Because they, you know, they like bear, we like to hibernate. And um, girls like a man who's desirable, you know. They're like a man that they feel other girls like. Because that's nature telling them that um, these genes are desirable and it's animalistic. That you want to fight for this man because he's the best to breed with. And um, a lady at my work was breaking up with her boyfriend and said, you know, he took it really hard. She said she just wanted time to be herself and kind of just want to be friends. And not boyfriend and girlfriend because mainly because of sexual and, you know, guys take that the wrong way. We take that hard. We think, you know, girls sometimes just are done with sex, kind of. They go in phases, you know, hormones. And it doesn't mean they don't like the guy, but sometimes they just don't want to have sex. And um, guys will take that as, oh, you just want to have sex with someone else then. But that's not the case. And um, I do it too, you know, you take it hard. And she just wanted, you know, time to herself to be her own person, get kind of feel good about herself again. She said she didn't even want to have sex because she didn't feel good about herself. And um, I think 
sometimes people do need a break to kind of get together, figure themselves out, and you know, not have to rely on the other person and know themselves. Then they can be with someone else and work better. But you know, completely un unrelated. I've been eating on these animal crackers, man. You know those frosted animal crackers? They got the frosted ones, the icing ones, iced ones. Those things are good, bro. And they dangerous, man. You get real you get real uh, hyped up. You get a little keyed up when you eat those things. You eat those things late at night. You ain't going to bed for hours. Um, I actually got two weeks in jail caught with a, caught with a, you know, 35 and 25 and 8th, bruh. 35 for the frosted, 25 for the 8th, for the, uh, the iced. I had them bagged up, them animal crackers, slanging them things. And, you know, the cops knew what was going on there. They said, you you know, you're giving these little kids, getting them all hyped up, causing havoc, having them draw, you know, take markers, start drawing on the walls and shit. And, you know, you're doing two weeks in jail, bro. And, you know, I was fucked, man, when you got them bags. Them bags of crackers tied up. It doesn't look so good. Got a little four-pack of crackers. You know, some of the legs broken off, a little shaky in the bottom there. You know, you're going to get yourself in trouble. So be careful with them sweets, man. And you don't want to mix sweets in, um, you know, other day I had a Red Bull and I was working out. You know, my testosterone was up. And that Red Bull and tes testosterone, bro? And animal crackers? Bro, I was freaking out. When I was done running, man, I got off the treadmill. I swear to God, I roared. It was like, I was like an orc from Lord of the Rings. I was like, <sighs> Kind of, you know, I flexed and I just let it out like a werewolf at midnight, bro. And then I realized someone was in the corner kind of looking at me like, what the fuck? Should I get out of here? And I just kind of turned my head, walked away, you know, tried to act like uh, I was just joking, you know, maybe Snapchatting or just a little too excited at the time. But I felt good, man. I felt unstoppable. I've been running every day. I've been running incline only. I'll sprint on a decent incline, then jog on a very heavy incline. And it's, you know, I just feel great, man. I feel really good. Um, and you know what? I also feel good because I pulled off, pulled off that move saying something's unacceptable. I had a red box game. I plan on keeping all paying full price, but then the disc stopped working, and I was like, "Shit, dude! Now I'm gonna pay seventy dollars for something that's not even gonna work." So I messaged him, and I said, "Hey, I rented this. I realized I wanted to keep it, but now I'm realizing there's a little crack on the inside, which there is." And they just—I said it's unacceptable for me to pay for a disc full price that's broken. And that unacceptable term will get you anything in the customer service world. And they said, we'll give you a full refund. Just return that game tonight. Which actually, I need to get going for. Because um, I got to make that. 
But you know, that's a little tip. Just say things are unacceptable. You'll, you'll get your way. Get your way. Um. I got anything else to say here, man? Do I, guys? Oh, I was gonna bring up a couple, couple clowns I know, man. One, this kid at work, he just only plays parody music. When he has the control, man, he plays Bo Burnham, like the Lonely Island. Hell, play Adam Sandler, Weird Al. This man, literally, his genre of music is parody music. Not even real music. <laughs> and it drives me insane, bro. The same shit over and over again. I just think that's goofy of a man, you know. The literally, like, it's like watching scary movie only. You know, date movie, epic movie. Those are the only, you don't watch the real ones, you just watch those. Um, you watch the Sham Wow Guys movie. Most, the inappropriate movie, I believe it was called. Movie so bad, it was rated the worst film of all time. And then he remade it with more money, and it was rated even worse. <laughs> then I had another friend that, um... Not even a friend. This guy was never my friend. He worked at, um, you know, I don't want to say he's not a friend. He was, he's a nice guy. He's an acquaintance. But he worked with me, and this man, you know, he's not a normal guy. And uh, he's a little older, and somehow he got caught up with the the police, and they called me because my name's at the top of the list in his phone. They said, do you know this man? I said, yes, I do. Well, what's going on? I'm working, you know, driving, and. They say, you know, he's a little, he's in a nice neighborhood. He's acting a little weird. And, um, you think he's on something? I said, yes, most likely, to be honest. And <laughs> they said, um, well, we just wanted to call someone that knew him, see so if we need a ride home or if we could drive him home. And I said, you know, I'm working. I'm sorry, but, you know, he, he's got a good heart. You, you could probably just, you know, let him let him go his own way. He's all right. And they told me that he had taken his coat off and told the cops, "I practice MMA." Uh, I, th- I thought that was a little strange and quite hilarious, but that's what they told me. So they thought he was a danger. They thought he might choke him out. But yeah, he ended up being all right. You know, um, I didn't really discuss it with him. I don't know what was going on there, man. Probably drunk, you know. That liquid courage. People act a little weird. But um, I'm sure some... I think they said he was petting someone's dog when they found him. (laughs) So someone probably called in this nice neighborhood and thought, what the hell is this boy doing, you know? Petting my dog like this. Um, Yeah, funny stuff, man. Funny stuff. So, guys, um, I'm coming up to an hour here, man, of pretty much nonsense. So, you know, I don't want to keep going. Um, kind of looking at some of my notes and wondering what I was talking about. But 
Yeah, man, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving, you know. I hope you call in, you know. Remember the um, hotline. You can always reach me at the hotline number. Um, I'm going to pull that up for you guys again. Although, I don't think I've gotten a single call. <laughs> Literally not a single call. But it's okay. It's okay, man. You know, maybe we're going to take a little bit to get uh, to get going with this whole thing. Get some more listeners. But um, we got the email, Kevin at ButlerTimePodcast.com. That is a Gmail. And then we got the phone number, 414-553-9194 for the hotline. And just call in, make some comments, ask some questions, give, give some stories and advice. And, um, you know, you can be anonymous if you're afraid people that you know might hear this. You know, use a different name. Maybe say you're Clay Thompson or... You know, Draymond Green, Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball. Just say Chuck. You know, just say my name's Chuck. You know, no one's gonna, no one's gonna care, man. Um. So yeah, man, I think that's all I got here. You know, I got the Patreon page. Um, if you want to donate, help me out. It's Butler time. And then, um, you know, you can find me on, find me on social medias. Um, at Butler Time as well. Butler Time underscore FM, most of them. Or Butler Time FM. And I just appreciate you guys listening, and um, I hope you have a great, great week, weekend and week with your families. And, um, you know, just enjoy the break. I know you guys working hard out there. So, all right, guys, love you.